Jesus describes baptism as new birth. Dr. Richard Davenport, author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for August, The Baptismal River, Studying the Sacrament Throughout Scripture. As big a deal as your own birth was, this should be that much and more. Learn more about this new Bible study, The Baptismal River, at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, he healed the sick and afflicted. Samson has to be one of the most interesting characters in the Old Testament. An adventurous sort. He is endowed by God with great strength. And he's a one-man army against the Philistines. It eventually runs him so far afoul of Israel's historic enemies that they are out to get him. And he is betrayed by a woman he loves. But in his death, we are told, he killed more Philistines than he had in his entire life. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Joining us to teach a Sunday school lesson on Old Testament Judge Samson in Judges chapter 16, Pastor Tom Baker, host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Uh, Thank you. What was the real secret of Samson's strength? His real secret was that he was told to be a Nazarite when he was born. A Nazarite is someone who was set apart by God for a special purpose. And the vow of separation included three things. No consuming or using products from grapevines, no contact with the dead, and no cutting of the hair. And that was a Nazarite. And it was particularly in the fact that he was not to cut his hair, that his strength was given to him by God. It's not that his hair was a reason for his strength, but as a Nazarite, God gave him strength when he did not cut his hair. What had the Judge Samson done up to this point? Well, up to this point, this is chapter 16 of Judges, but it actually begins in chapter 13. The birth of Samson to a woman who was barren, she was told that no razor shall come upon his head, for he shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. And during that time, Samson married a Philistine woman, even though that was opposed to by his parents, because that was from a different nationality. But it was really the Lord who was setting that up. And what he had done is he had also defeated the Philistines. In fact, he had caught 300 foxes, took torches of fire, turned them tail to tail, put a torch between each pair of tails, and when he set fire to the torches, 
he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and set fire to the stacked grain and the standing grain, as well as the olive orchards. Then the Philistine says, who has done this? And they were told that Samson had done this. And the Philistines came up and they actually burned his wife to death and her father with fire. And Samson said in verse 7 of chapter 15, If this is what you do, I swear I will be avenged on you. And after that, I will quit. And he struck them hip and thigh with a great blow. And he went down and stayed in the cleft of the rock of Stom. Now, the Philistines still wanted him. And so he had become involved with a woman named Delilah. And so they worked with Delilah to find out the source of strength that Samson had. And he lied to Delilah three times as to the source of strength. And each time when they tried to get rid of that source of strength, they failed in defeating him. What did the Philistines propose to Delilah? Well, they proposed that if she would tell them after she seduced him, see what his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to humble him. And we will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So Deliah asked Samson, tell me where your strength lies and how you might be bound that one could subdue you. And the first time he said, if they buy me with seven French bowstrings that have not been dried, then I shall become weak and be like other men. So she had him tied up with those bowstrings. But then when the Philistines came upon him, he snapped the bowstrings as just a piece of string. So he was able to defeat the Philistines and his strength was not yet known to the Philistines. How did Samson answer Delilah when she asked the second time about the source of his strength? Well, she said, you know, you mocked me. You told me lies. Tell me how you might be bound. Well, if they bind me with new ropes that have not been used, then I shall become weak and be like other men. So that's what Delilah did. She took new ropes and bound him. And the men lying in ambush attacked him, but he snapped the ropes of his arms like a thread and he beat them up. And so then she had gone to him a third time. You've mocked and told me lies. Tell me how you might be bound. And he said, 
If you weave the seven locks of my head with a web and fasten it tight with a pin, then I shall become weak. So that's what Delilah did. Then she yelled, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep, pulled away the pin, the loom, and the web, and defeated the Philistines. So three times he lied to her and did not give her the secret of his strength. Why did Samson continue to deceive Delilah? She was a Philistine, and he had some idea that he was using this in order to trick him. And so, therefore, he was careful not to say this. And this was part of his being a Nazarite, that he would not cut his hair. He did not want to tell her that because if she did that, then he would no longer be a Nazarite. But she pressed him hard with her words. That's verse 16 of chapter 16. And he was vexed to death. And he told her all his heart, a razor has never come upon my head. And I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head is shaved, then my strength will leave me. And I shall become weak and be like any other man. So when Delilah heard that, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines and say, Come up again, for he has told me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her, brought her money that they had promised her. She made Samson sleep and had a man shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. And when she called out, The Philistines are upon you, Samson, he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him because he had broken his vow as a Nazarite. And the Philistines were able to conquer him and they gouged out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles. And he ended up being in their mill, grounding the wheat. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. We're teaching a Sunday school lesson today, Old Testament Judge Samson in Judges chapter 16. He mentioned that the Lord had departed from Samson. We'll find out why next. How do the global flood, circumcision, and the Israelites wandering in the wilderness foreshadow the baptismal flood in Christ? Find out in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for August, The Baptismal River, Studying the Sacrament Throughout Scripture. This new Bible study is published by Concordia Publishing House, their phone number 1-800-325-3040, or find out more about The Baptismal River at issuesetc.org. The Baptismal River, studying the sacrament throughout Scripture.
Our Christian faith is under constant attack, and we must be proactive in keeping our children in the church. At Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas, we believe that an education rooted in God's Word is one that stands against the very gates of hell. Nothing in this world is more important. Offering a rigorous classical Lutheran education, we provide in-person and live online remote learning opportunities for preschool through grade 12. To learn more, visit flsplano.org, flsplano.org. A mobile Lutheran Bible study. You're listening to Issues Etc. Psalm 144.1 Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Those serving in the armed forces want LCMS chaplains. We need courageous pastors to bring the gospel and sacraments to those protecting our nation, along with wise counsel and the peace found only in Christ Jesus. If you are between the age of 26 and 43 and have a heart for ministry in the armed forces, call 314-996-1337 or email lcmschaps at lcms.org. Lutheran talk. The cause of our salvation doesn't lie within us, but instead it lies outside of us, namely in the mercy of our God who sends his Son to live and die and rise again for us. Lutheran music. Listen anytime, anywhere with the Lutheran Public Radio mobile app. Download for iPhone, Android, and Kindle at issuesetc.org. Welcome back. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're teaching a Sunday School lesson with Pastor Tom Baker of Law and Gospel, focusing on Old Testament Judge Samson in Judges chapter 16. Tom, you mentioned before the break that the Lord had departed from Samson. Why did he do that? The Lord departed from Samson because he did not keep the vow of the Nazarite. He had been told by his mother what that vow was. He knew that he should never have his head shaved. And yet he told a Philistine woman what really were his strengths and therefore went against God. It kind of reminds us, and this is something I would urge the Sunday school teachers to talk to the students, that God has also blessed them with the waters of baptism, where he now gives them the strength to withstand the powers of the devil and to also do good deeds. And when we also forsake the vows of our baptism and no longer believe in Jesus, then we would become like Samson and no longer have strength against the devil. And so this is really important to compare Samson to the children, but also to prepare Samson to Jesus, where Jesus did not break his vows to the Father, he went the way of the cross. He suffered the penalties of our sin. And that's why we are strengthened through the waters of baptism and the body and blood of the Lord's Supper. Why did the Philistines make sacrifices to their god Dagon? Yes, Dagon was a Philistine god from, oh, the year 1200 to 300 B.C., 
and they would worship him, and they would build temples. And so sure enough, they had a temple that there were over a thousand people there, and they wanted to bring Samson in that he may entertain them. So they called Samson out of the prison and brought him to the temple and had him stand between the pillars. Well, Samson said to the young man who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars on which this house rests, that I may lean against them. Now the house was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were men. And on the roof, there were about 3,000 men and women who looked on while Samson entertained them. Then Samson called to the Lord, O Lord God, please remember me. Please strengthen me only this month, O God, that I may be avenged on the Philistines. And he grabbed the two middle pillars on which the house rested. He leaned his weight against them. Remember, his hair had broken back, and he leaned on the one with his right hand and on the other with his left hand and said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he bowed with all his strength, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people who were in it, so that the dead whom he killed at his death were more than those whom he had killed during his life. And his family and brothers came and took his body and buried him in the tomb of Manoah. Now Samson had judged Israel 20 years. This reminds us of Jesus, who had begun his ministry and done a ministry of 20 years. And he also died on the cross. And his death was a death that we should have died for punishment for our sins. But the Father forsook him because he was the new Israel that we are as we believe in him. And because we believe in him, we have received the strength of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit not only gives us himself, but also the gift of the forgiveness of sins. So I would always tie the Sunday school lesson in with Samson's comparison to each of us who are strengthened by God through the waters of baptism and to Jesus Christ who died for us all for the purpose of bringing us the forgiveness of sins and heaven as our home. Finally, what is the law and gospel? Of this lesson? Yes. The law is that we think that we can defeat the devil's temptations 
on our own. But it brings us guilt and destruction. But the gospel is God loves us in spite of our sin and weaknesses and puts on us Christ's victory over sin, death, and the devil so that we will be living a totally blissful time in heaven after the day of judgment when our bodies will be restored to our spirits to live forever with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Pastor Tom Baker hosts a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, thanks. No, thank you. When we come back in Hour 2 of Issues, etc., on this Tuesday afternoon, we'll be looking forward to Sunday morning, according to the three-year lectionary with Pastor Sean Denzer, the 13th Sunday after Pentecost, where the gospel reading is the great confession of St. Peter. Jesus wants to know who men say he is. Peter answers correctly, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We'll talk about that with Pastor Sean Denzer of LCMS Worship next. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc., is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.